what's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on One edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on Ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. So please sit back and enjoy the show. And please be encouraged to share. A lot of people, including myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth, you know. So the more you spread the knowledge about the show, then the more people who can tune in and grow this thing and make it bigger. And it also gives more support for the people who I bring on the show who are looking to get their product or services out to the masses. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. She's fairly new to the podcasting game, but she's building something over at her podcast called Air and Share. From the UK Manchester, please welcome Miss Amina Danks to the Talk to Q radio show. Amina, how are you? I'm not too bad. I can't complain. Thank you very much for having me as well. Thank you, And uh, how are you keeping? And I'm doing pretty well, just trying to hang in here and stay safe. Yes. Indeed, indeed. But with everything going on, that is all what you can do, and you take it day by day, right? Most definitely. Tell us about your podcast, Air and Share. What is the podcast about, and what inspired you to create it? I'll start from what inspired me. So it was during lockdown, and I was just going through some inner reflection, you know, just about, I guess, life, you know, uh, when it all hit and, you know, lockdown happened. You know, I just had to just think about life and um, just emotions um, as well and what him and other people are going through. And that prompted me to do the podcast because I realised, obviously, not only myself, I've got things to air and share. Basically, air and share just means to talk about, to get things off your chest, to speak things off, air and share it out. So that's what prompted me to basically start the podcast and um, take it from there so it's about mental health you know well-being and wellness and spirituality it's that's like the foundation and basically anything surrounding that um from it could be anything from like debt and mental health because they can go hand in hand or maybe a relationship um so it can be myself a monologue or with a guest but yeah that's um, basically that in a nutshell and I'm enjoying it. All right. So what what would you basically like for people to get from listening to your podcast? If I were to tune in right now, what should I take from it? It's the, you know, the variety of of life, the spice of life and how um, everybody has a different angle in, in their wellness and their emotions and their well-being um, as well. So really just to say that you're not alone. And um, also I do a live cast as well on a Sunday so basically anyone can just come and speak with me and just share out and air out you know what's on their mind you know their successes we can champion that you know their story um as well um be it you know um an up or a down you know we're here to listen so that's the whole premise of air and share me airing it out other people airing it out and we're just coming together to connect okay Now, we live in a world that, you know, thanks to technology, our minds are constantly being stimulated. 
we're streaming Netflix or scrolling on our phones or something of that nature, we rarely take the time to, um, these days to decompress, you know, sit in silence or meditate. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we're overstimulating our minds and that's the root cause of the unhealthiness we're seeing in people who may have problems mentally and physically? Yeah, I would say it's a huge factor with, um, you know, social media and what is televised as well. And the facade of it all sometimes, especially on certain social media platforms and the idea that one's living such a high life when really it's not. And, you know, you hear it right. um, quite a bit. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, there is a show in the UK called Love Island and quite a, you know, a handful of people have um, committed suicide Oh wow! Um, you know, even though they've even though they've got the you know the fifty minutes of fame, you know they're now they're celebrities as it were coming from that show, their reality show, and then to go and find that they've committed suicide. When one would think, you know, behind the Instagram posts and everything like that, it's all lovey dovey, mm -hmm. it's all you know hunky dory as it were, you know, all fine. And um, but really, it's not. So I, I do I do think I don't know that the social media especially has something to play now and you know it's, we live in a generation where everything is instant you want it now 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 the gratification as well so that's another thing i feel like we are socially detached in some ways um not like how it was before when you actually you know physically just hanging out to go and play ball on the street things like that it's a thing i feel like it's a different world in that sense so in terms of decompressing mm, i don't feel like we are decompressing in the right way sometimes uh, especially the younger generation maybe the ones who are you know middle age and older you know they still have a, a bit more of a healthy outlook but um the younger generation is uh you know i feel like they need a bit more support in that i agree with you there that makes a lot of sense and it's so much going on that i mean that's causing stress now like here in the united states we have protest after protest after protest there are so many social injustice issues here that there aren't enough hashtags for them all. Are you seeing some of the same problems with social injustices in the United Kingdom that we're experiencing here in the U.S.? Our social justice, I'll say mm, racism is there, um, is here for sure. There's no doubt about it. But here, um, I'll say it's more it's covert under the rug. It's not in your face, um, not like in America where it seems to be more in your face and direct. Uh, here it's not. It's um, it's more silent. The microaggressions, the so you can't ever say that's the reason, but you know it is. They know it is, um, but you can't ever pinpoint it or you can't take it further because they're not being in your face, blatantly saying X Y Z to you. But uh, you both know where you stand. It's kind of a silent thing. And um, another thing I'd say is homelessness. That's right. a social injustice here. That's quite big, homelessness in the UK um, as well. I can, if I'm honest, those are the two things that I can think of um, in terms of social injustice. But otherwise, you know, we keep on, you know, the NHS is something that a lot of people are passionate about, the National Health Service here where it's free to be treated. So, um, obviously, we're hearing talks about um, our NHS being potentially 
on the table for discussion to be sold off, you know, um, Trump being involved and things like that. How true it is, I don't know, but um, we are pretty passionate about our National Health Service and the fact that it's free and the fact that our taxes pay for that. So that's another thing that gets people, uh, uh, let's say, sparked up, as it were. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of the social injustices, it's hmm, not exactly the same in terms of experiences, I guess. But um, we have our own things going on here. Like I said, those are the three things, you know, the health service, the homelessness and racism. Um, that was always swept under the rug. But obviously what happened with um, George Floyd, that just brought things out here more, you know, because... People don't really like to talk about it here. But um, since what happened, happened, now you, you really can't deny it. For me personally, I felt in terms of the racism side or it being addressed, for instance, at work, um, I was a bit let down that no one said anything or my work didn't um, address the issue. But again, like I said, it's more sidelined under the carpet, you know, Nothing's happening, that kind of thing. But, you know, we keep trying, we keep trying. But um, I'll say it's more easier to be a black person living in UK than it is in America, just uh, from what you see in here. Would you say that's correct? Um, it's interesting. I, I mean, this country was built on racism, so... Same, same in the UK, yeah. pretty much, slavery. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know, I don't know if it's a difference... Or, or not, I really can't make an honest comparison. I know that it's prevalent here, uh, as well as homelessness. I mean, that's a problem as well. Uh, as far as health care, nothing is free here in the United States. And it's amazing that, you know, what our politics here is affecting you there with health care. That's, that's amazing. But it's definitely bad here. It's, it is more in your face now than it has been probably in the last 50 years. A lot of people just feel emboldened to kind of speak their mind regardless of how ignorant it is. Mm. So we're having to deal with that. But as far as threats to your life or something of that nature, it's not remotely close to the way it was in the 50s and 60s. But you do have to be careful and definitely be careful when encountering police mm -hmm. or, or things of that nature. So it's definitely not comfortable, I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Now, how is COVID-19 being handled in the United Kingdom? Are there mass requirements or other restrictions when it comes to place of businesses due to the coronavirus? Um, I would say <laughs> better late than never. That is the best way to describe it. I feel like we were late in getting um, lockdown done and late in implementing the mandatory use of face masks in public places. Um, I feel like we were late in stopping flights coming in and out. We were just late. Late. Um, so it wasn't the best way that it was handled. And that's, the, that's just the honest truth um, of it. And apparently we have got a lot more cases. We've got the most cases in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, we were just late to it all, if I'm honest. So 
Um, the you know the two meter rule is there. Everyone is wearing masks more and more now. You can't even go onto a public transport without wearing your mask, or if there's a fine in place as well. And um, same with supermarkets. You're not allowed to go into a supermarket without the mask, or else you'd be turned away um, as well. So mm-hmm. it's. Right now, you know, people are easing in, but I think that the whole COVID situation was handled mm, not as well as it could have been um, in, in that sense, I have to say. But it was an interesting period going through that lockdown and just seeing the streets being quiet, seeing town, the city centre being quiet. And what my thought came to me when the lockdown was initiated uh, late March, my thought was the homeless uh, people in the city centre. I just thought, how, how, what do they think? Because some of them don't have phones and they're not in the know. So I just wondered for them, one minute, one day, everyone is hustling and bustling. And the next day, it's like a ghost town. I just wondered what their view or their perception was. I couldn't help but think about them. And in that moment, I just couldn't help but think, what are they thinking? But um, yeah, it was quite an interesting period, the lockdown, I have to say, um, as well. But people were still meeting each other during that time anyway. So, But I say most of the people were sticking by the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting, I have to say. And also there was the, we had the Black Lives Matter march in Manchester. Actually, throughout the UK during the lockdown, towards the end, uh, towards the end of it, um, and that was, that was, you know, really, really nice to see that people were so passionate enough, and um, whilst wearing their mask and having the hand sanitizers, they still went out. I felt okay, fair enough, because that's also a, a disease in itself. The racism, you know, racism. Uh, it's a social disease. A social disease. So, you know. So just fighting the two, really, in the best way. What can you do? How did you find it with you? And I feel the same. I think that our leaders were very slow to act. And what should have been done back in early February or late January didn't occur until March and April. And by that time, the virus was running rampant throughout the United States. We still have a lot of people who are congregating and not participating in any type of safety precautions. That's problematic. Um, In the state of New Jersey, I think it was yesterday, the police showed up to disperse a party of 700 people at an um, Airbnb mansion. So 700 people having a house party, and that's just a cocktail for spreading the disease. So we have issues with that, with people not conforming to safety um, standards. But it's, I don't know exactly what direction things will go, because it's changed society as we know it. And I honestly don't think it's going to get better until you know we build some sort of immunity to it or or there's some type of i guess medical miracle that prevents us from getting it and we don't know how far we are away from that that's that's um that's it really 
that's that's it. In the meantime, we can only just um, obviously follow the guidelines as best as um, as best as we can, and just be and just be cautious of our surroundings. But I'm amazed about 700 people. Um, but at the same time, I'm not shocked because we've had a f- you know a few um, cases here or reports where there's been a large gathering of over a thousand. My goodness, and that was like a month ago. Yeah, so you know, and uh, it's just interesting when you when you see these things. It's like the lockdown never happened, you know, when you see them gathering in such large quantities. And yeah, but um, it's true. The society has changed in the fact that now, um, you know, a large proportion of um, the world now wears face mask as their day to day. You know, yes. so whereas you know five years ago that wasn't the case, and now all of now a majority of the world covers the face. So yeah, society has changed. It definitely has. It's a part of our culture now. It is. And so we'll get ready to wrap things up. Uh, have you ever been to to the United States? And if so, do you have a desire to come here? Um, yes, I've, I lived there in South Dakota for nearly a year studying oh. in biology so i've lived in america before and yeah it was uh, interesting the midwest that kind of middle america is not what i thought you know when i think about new york and so when i stepped into south dakota i felt like i stepped back a few years <laughs> <laughs> to say the least <laughs> so yeah i can't complain i have to say um, but it was fun it was fun and it was nice to meet um Native Americans. I never thought I'd meet Native American people in my life. Okay. So that was that was that was a privilege as well. And um, it's just so vast. I'm just amazed with um, the scenery in America and the the influences and the kind of and the diversity of people there. So lovely, lovely. But I'm not in a rush to go to America just yet. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> Um, New York, here I come at some point, maybe in the future. And what about yourself? Would you like to come to UK? I would love to visit, and hopefully that can be on the list at some point. Uh, I've never been overseas. Uh, my only experience outside of the country has been I went to Canada a couple of times, to, to Toronto, which is a lovely city. And I've never been to South Dakota, but I know what the scenery is like. And it's it's a very beautiful, and just those open ranges and mountains and prairies and things of that nature. Um, however, I have a healthy fear of bears, and I know they have a lot of bears <laughs> there as well. That's, that is a fair thing to fear. Definitely very healthy fear indeed, yeah. Um, fortunately, I didn't get to... Uh, uh, you know, come across one, fortunately. Yeah, but I I have met Native Americans before. I live in the state of Mississippi, which is actually Mississippi's a Native American term. And so we have reservations here, and I've encountered Native Americans on a regular basis. So that is kind of cool that you got the opportunity to, to meet yeah. some yourself. And I've never been to New York City, but I have been to the state of New York and it's very fast moving. I've been to California, very fast moving, and Florida and Texas. So a lot different than South Dakota. I know you'll enjoy the experience in New York. There are a ton of things to see there. So many lights and 
landmarks and places to go. Iris, where can my listeners find the Air and Share podcast and how can they connect with you on social media? Lovely, appreciate that. You can find it on Anchor, which is anchor.fm forward slash Erin Share, and also Podbean as well. And if you also want to, you know, come on my live cast or podcast, uh, my website is www.erinshare.co.uk. So connect with me. You know, it's all good. It's all good over here across the pond, as they say. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I truly appreciate you joining this Q on one edition of the Talk to Q radio show. And um, I'd love to do it again in the future. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me guess. It's an honor. And yes, it's all the very best and success. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.